Yo, yo, yo. Welcome back to another episode of Island Spot Sports. And before we get to our guest today, we have a big shout out for, for Living Sisu. Living Sisu is a platform and app that wants to give you all the tools to have success in your sport. Their main objective is to activate your lifestyle. So for active, it's for active people. Enjoy discounts at, at companies like BioSteel, 30% off, BodyLogics, the Goalie Guild, all his books are discounted. Roan, Lululemon for men, 20% off. Online stretching programs with Eccentrics, one full month free. They got super silent massage guns, 20% off those. And it's a great quality. It's way less expensive than a Theragun. And it's a great, it's great quality. So there's so many more discounts that you guys will need to just become a member to see. So they want to provide you with anything you need for success. So come join the community. I'm a part of it. A bunch of other athletes are a part of it. So it's free to join. It takes 20 seconds to have to get exclusive offers to your sport. And it's definitely worth worth it. So do do us a huge favor and go sign up for Living Sisu's membership. It's free, 20, takes 20 seconds. So go do it and we'll see you there. Living Sisu is a great company. We uh, we know one of the co-founders, Zach Fricali. He's a great guy. He... Uh, He's the co-founder and he does a lot of live streams on Instagram at, uh, at Living Sisu and with a bunch of elite athletes. And you learn a lot from like the athlete's determination, the resiliency, everything to what me, made them become successful. So it's been a great experience so far. So go on. I'm going to leave uh, the link in the description. So uh, go sign up. Yo, welcome back to another episode of On the Spot Sports. I'm Jack, and in today's episode, we are joined by a very special guest, current professional hockey player, Evan Mosey. Evan most recently played with Gap in the Ligue Magnus and EHC Freeburg in the Dell 2 last season. He just signed to play in the Elite Ice Hockey League for the Sheffield Steelers this season. Evan has spent majority of his pro career overseas in the Elite Ice Hockey League, along with playing for Great Britain in the World Championships and also spent one season in the East Coast Hockey League with the Indy Fuel and the American Hockey League with the Rockford Ice Hogs. Evan played his college hockey days at Minnesota State Mankato and spent his junior hockey days in the North American Hockey League and the WSHL. So this is going to be a fun episode. Evan, so welcome to the show, Evan Mosey. Yeah, awesome, man. Glad to be here. Thanks for having me on. Hometown hometown buddies, so like, I oh, don't yeah. know how we've never hooked up before. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Well, when you come back from from overseas, we'll definitely have to link up or something for sure. Well, yeah, you live five minutes away from where, <laughs> where I come back in the summer. Yeah, yeah for real. It's it's crazy. But how, how have you been? Like, you're overseas now in Sheffield, so how's everything going with you? Everything good. Like, it was... Um, it's kind of a pain to get over here with like Corona and everything, like all the, like the restrictions and stuff changed. So um, just getting over here was kind of a hassle, which normally you're not used to normally you just get on a flight and then come over. But um, I'm here now and it's pretty much normal. Like nothing's really crazy going on. So yeah, it's good to get over here. I got over here two weeks early and just started skating, met some of the guys and kind of just getting settled in. How, how was the travel day? I, I bet it was really long, especially with like COVID and all that. Um, surprisingly, mine wasn't like some guys are pretty long, but I think I, fl I flew Chicago to Brussels, which is like seven hours, eight hours. And then Brussels to uh, London or no, no, Brussels to Manchester. And I only had like a 50 minute connection. So I had to like rush to that one. And then I got on that plane and then they lost all my, they lost my hockey bag, oh. my suitcase and like my sticks. They lost everything. <laughs> wow. Did, did you ever find it or did you have to buy like everything again? No, they, I think I, I arrived Monday and they, they ended up giving me my suitcase on like Thursday and then they couldn't find my hockey bag. And they like called me to ask like how much, and I had like clothes and stuff and like, I'd like, I, yeah, like they asked me how much like the contents were in my hockey bag. And I said, probably worth like five to 10,000, which is, well, yeah, which is accurate because I had like two pairs of skates, like I had a whole bunch of stuff and I was like, and they were like, oh, we'll find it. And they found it like the next day. I was like, oh, how convenient, like weird. <laughs> Just put a dollar figure on how much it actually is. And, and then it magically like, appears after that. Yeah. Which like no one plays ice hockey. Like, hardly anybody plays ice hockey in the UK. So I can't imagine somebody was like 
that's a hockey bag. I'm going to steal that. <laughs> Cause like no one, no one even knows what it is. Yeah. That, that, that's funny though. But how's, how's everything going? Like you said, you start training camp tomorrow or Monday. So yeah. how's, how's everything going in Sheffield and just preparing? Like you met some of the guys, like you said, and just, just being over there and getting used to the time change and everything. Um, yeah. So like, met some of the guys there's a lot of the british guys are here there's a couple imports but we skated with like the last like two weeks we had like seven to nine guys seven to ten guys um and we just go out there and do i don't know a couple skill a couple like flow drills and then scrimmage and it was just like nothing crazy in the last like this week we kind of picked it up more intense kind of did like bag skates at the end and then training camp starts monday so pretty much a majority of the whole team we'll be here and then um, just start doing practices, probably learning all the systems and time change. I don't know. I'm pretty, like, I'm used to it. Like the first couple of days are tough and then you kind of just adjust and you just got to, the only thing you got to do is like fight to stay awake. And that's like the hardest thing is like just battling. You got, you got to like yeah. make yourself, you got to make yourself busy to like stay awake, like go for like random walks at like eight o'clock at night, just so you don't fall asleep. Yeah, you just you can't you can't do nothing because that's when that's when trouble that's, hits you and you yeah. fall asleep. Yeah, and if you do fall asleep, you're like screwed because like you'll fall asleep at like twelve to five or twelve to seven or something, and then you'll be up the entire night. So like you just gotta stay awake and just pass out. And then you, once you get on a sleep schedule, it's pretty easy. Yeah, that that's the toughest part. But once once you get on the schedule, <laughs> like that, like everything's fine after that. You're you're golden. You're fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I wanna get into youth hockey here a little bit for you growing up. So you oh, spent yeah. you spent uh you spent your youth career playing AAA hockey for oh. the Chicago Force and the Chicago Mission growing up. So like, what was it like playing those organizations and like growing up in the Chicagoland area? Well, yeah, like I if you look at my like resume, my resume is like strange. So like I grew up playing, I I I played Double A like for the Huskies like my whole life. Um, I played like a half season of Mission, and then that's when like. Well, yeah, it was like everybody was telling me how good AAA was. So I played like double A my whole life, which is like I like struggled to make teams like I was just a late bloomer and then played a half season at AAA. And I thought like that was going to be a huge step up from double A and it wasn't. So that's when I left and went and played juniors in the WSHL just because I was older. I think I was 18 and like somebody knew this coach and they were like, I don't know, he'll help you develop. And like the WSHL wasn't like the best league, but like it was for me personally, like it was a great like stepping stone to be able to like live away from home, um, get a little bit of confidence. Like I did decent there. Like I enjoyed it. Like it was hard. Like the coach was crazy, but he was like a good coach. Like he pushes you. So it was kind of like good to get away from like my like comfort zone growing up where like double A and triple A was, it was just nice to get away and like live on your own, kind of get a little bit of independence and, and do that. Like I, uh, like that was probably the most couple like that was probably the most fun I had as a, as like growing up was like was doing that being able to just kind of go see I played in like Tulsa Oklahoma like I played just to see like different city like meet new people like and figure out like if this is like that was kind of like oh is hockey like something I actually want to like keep doing it was like maybe try it out and if I didn't like it then just stop playing but I enjoyed it so then I just kept kind of doing what I was doing yeah, sometimes sometimes a crazy coach are the best coaches to play for because they make they get the most out of you and you uh even though you might be scared about scared of them a little bit but like they make you they get a lot out of you. Yeah, and like his coaching was like old school where like now if you did it like there's not a chance like and like so, like there's not a chance like anything would like it, yeah like he just like there's no way like he could be able to coach like that now like times have changed so much like. I grew up in like the the like hard nose coaching era where like the coaches could like pretty much yell at you whatever and like you never once like went to your parents and said like this is or like even if you did my dad would be like well, all right well like did you deserve it and I'd be like yeah and he'd be like okay like <laughs> I don't want to say kids are like coddled now but like yeah when I go when I go back home and like do like youth camps and stuff like I'll like say something to my buddies like man you can't say that anymore I'm like are you serious like you can't like you can't like yell at a kid he's like nah man you can't like you'll get yelled at by the parents and just like oh my god like, come on yeah and it's a it's a tough tough world now in the in the hockey world 
Mm, yeah, I don't know if I could coach like youth. I don't think like if I'm coaching, I don't think I can coach youth hockey because yeah. I'm like mm. I just I'm I'm not old school and mean, but I'm like, yeah. If you need to like yell at somebody, like I'm gonna like I don't know how to do like, it. Yeah, I don't know how to like tell somebody that was terrible in like a nice way because like my coaches would like look at me and be like, that was shit. Like that was terrible. Like what are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> now you yeah. can't do that. Now, like, now you can't do that unless you're gonna get yelled no. at by someone else. Yeah, you're gonna get yelled at by. But like some parents love it. Like some parents are like, thank God, like somebody's honest with my son or like daughter. They're like, thank God, somebody will like tell them like that's not the right way to like play ice hockey. <laughs> yeah, Grow, growing up now. <laughs> And like the levels I'm playing at, like I I prefer the honesty because you're not going to get anything from just sugarcoating everything and just not telling yeah. them how it actually is. And that's like one of my like the first uh, is my second. Well, yeah, my second pro coach like in Nottingham, he was like that. Like he was completely honest, and I lo- like he was my favorite coach. Like he like if you you knew where you stood with him at all times like if he if you had a good game he'd tell you like you played good and if you had a bad game like he was not afraid to tell you like that was absolutely garbage like you need to play better like there was no like there's no like mind games where like oh do do you do you think I did good do you think and like he pretty much let you know so like you knew exactly what you needed to do which is like the best the best way to learn and like to like at least be like successful and like have a standard that you know you need to play at every night so yeah exactly so I'll go back to double A and triple A a little bit here so like you said you were struggling to make those double A teams because you're a late <laughs> late bloomer it's like how do you go about facing that adversity and just overcoming it and just just continue to work even though I, you're probably a little younger and a little more uh immature at the time and just not yeah. really thinking about thinking about it as a whole but like what would you do to help yourself get better um just play like I played with like my friends at the time like it was just like kids that I grew up with I I played like double and I played high school hockey just because my friends played and like I was just a late bloomer like I didn't it, like there's different times back then like I don't think I started working out like actually like picking up a weight till I was like 17 18 and like now kids are work it's just different like kids are working out at like 13 maybe 12 13 like they're they're doing like off ice plyometrics like body weight and like for me it was just like I started working out way later because it wasn't a thing and like for me to stay motivated like it wasn't I didn't really think I was going to be able to do what I'm doing now like it was just like I'm with my friends um it like I enjoy what I'm doing I enjoy playing hockey like even though I knew I like I wasn't like great I didn't play like it wasn't until I was like 16 17 and 18 I played on like a little bit higher teams in the double a but like yeah I just like I enjoyed like meeting like new people like new friends and like just having fun with it like it wasn't I never thought like I'd be able to take it this far like it was never anything like that and then once I started kind of like the game started coming a little bit easier and like I kind of understood how it was played and and what I was successful at and what I was good at that's when I kind of started um like kind of just diving deeper into it and like talking with like I'd co- I'd great coaches that kind of like would sit you down and like take like just teach you like go through video and like teach you where to be things to do and like I jumped around a lot so I played like defense and I played forward and I'd always like jump around and like I do that now like professionally which like not many players do where like they so like that growing up was just for me it was like I'm going to play as many positions as I can and, and try to learn as much as I can in the game because it was something that I like to do and and now it kind of pays off in in full for me because there's I'm probably one of the only guys in this league there's not many that can be successful at um like both forward and D and like even any league that I've played and I've played forward and D like I doesn't really bother me so yeah, just going back to the foundations of having fun when you're a little, when you're a young kid and then learning all those positions, like it really helps you see the plays develop even more and your hockey IQ is a lot higher when you know what to do in every situation from every position. Yeah, exactly. And I think like it's it's hard too because like now if you look at kids, like a lot of the parents kind of force them to play and they like they push them so hard where it's like, they got to do off ice. They got to do weight training. They got to do like summer league. And it's like, when I'm guessing like when you were growing up and we were growing up, it was kind of just like your parents were like, do you want to do it? And you'd be like, yeah. Cause like so-and-so like my buddies are playing, like it was more like freely. And like, I'd play like 
baseball and soccer and golf in the summer. And like, now I feel like parents are, I don't want to say like they kind of pigeonhole their kids, but they, they just like force them into doing. And like, that's why kids get burnt out. It's like, they're not really doing it on their own. It's more like they're being forced to, and then they just, yeah. they just lose interest in it. Yeah, I, I agree there. Cause I, I did baseball. I did basketball. I did like everything in the, yeah. in the summertime. And like, I think that really like, that really helps your helps your game you may helps you become more athletic uh hand eye especially with baseball like gets a lot better for hockey when you're shooting the puck and trying to get trying to pull off that incredible play where you just hit it out midair like just well, it really it really helps like helps the game helps playing hockey and playing like all the other sports you do yeah it's just it's just fun like it makes it, it's good to have a break from a sport and be able to try to learn something else like it's just it's just fun it makes it makes yeah. the game more it makes you miss the game and if you don't miss it mm-hmm. then like obviously you don't need to keep playing it that's how I was yeah. when I was younger so yeah you just gotta do whatever you can you're a, you're a kid at the time you just gotta have fun just anything yeah. you want like that's that's the mindset I had when I was growing up yeah yeah, so then you go in a junior hockey where you said you played in Tulsa, Oklahoma for the Tulsa Rampage. So, like, what was the process <laughs> like to find the Rampage organization and play in a, in a city you probably wouldn't see as a hockey city at the time? I don't – like, honestly, I don't even know. I think I – I think the coach, like, found me at a tournament or something and was like, you should come play for me. And I was like – I think I was playing AAA and I was like, I don't want to leave my team and like my it was my dad and like his friend ended up convincing me like I should probably do it like it's a good step so like I just kind of like was like fine so I went because I played like half the season at AAA and then I left in December to go play in Tulsa and like loved it like living away from home for the first time kind of like you live with a billet family which they were awesome like they were unreal so like they, they were like, it was like a home away from home and like you get a little bit more freedom and, and more responsibility at hockey. Like you're, you're kind of got to be, you're on your own time. Like you got to be at practice. Like it's not your parents telling you when to be like, you have to set your own schedule. You have to be ready for the bus for like road trips. And it's like, so like, I, I enjoyed that. And I, I think that was probably the biggest jump I had like the biggest improvement in my career was that half year just because it was kind of like sink or swim like you get thrown into the deep end and it's like you're either gonna do good or you're gonna not do good and you're gonna realize like this isn't what you want to do and and that was when I like started taking hockey really really seriously and just you know figured like I enjoy this this is what I want to do and And that's kind of when I realized like I could maybe get a scholarship for university with ice hockey where like, I think I was planning on playing in Tulsa and then I was going to go to uh, what is it like university of central Oklahoma had like a really good club team back then. So I was going to like go play, like I was just going to walk onto the club team, hopefully get a scholarship or something. And then like Tulsa ended the season ended and then I think I went to like a couple like showcase I don't know if they still have like showcase tournaments where like yeah I think, they, still so. have I think those. they do yeah I think they're so. like they were basically like money makers I remember I went to like a couple of those a couple like USHL tryouts um I did good in the tryouts I just got cut from all of them because like I didn't I played in the WSHL like no one's gonna give the kid a chance yeah um so I went to a showcase and then like the, the coach and the assistant coach from like Wenatchee were there uh in the nhl and they were like we're super interested and i was like that's i thought they were gonna invite me to like their main camp like every team does because they were like we're a new team and they actually like tent they what is it tenured me or whatever where like they you're basically you sign before the draft like you're like a legit player on the team before so they 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 tenured me and i wasn't really expecting that so like basically like i i like i was picked on the team then like just at a showcase and then went to Wenatchee the next year which was by far the best experience I've ever had playing juniors like that city is unbelievable <laughs> yeah so what was that city like and just playing in Wenatchee for the wild and just learning from everything from going from the WSHL to the NAL um so like like it's it's beautiful there like it's three hours south of Seattle like it's in the mountain it's like it's in by like Yakima. It's in the mountains. It's beautiful. The, the Columbia River goes like right between the city. 
it was a brand new stadium. It was like a four thought three thousand or four thousand like stadium with like sky boxes. It was unreal. Um, and it was just like we got there. The coach played in the NHL, Paul Baxter. He played in the NHL for a year, so like he knew what he was talking about. Um, and it was just like it was like a whirlwind where like you kind of I just basically took the same like work ethic I had where like I was kind of like no one from like the coach in in Oklahoma was like he was just like a hard-working coach like skating it was basically like no like if we're gonna lose like they're not gonna outwork us like we're gonna outwork every team so I just brought that to the NA um and it was like we were our we were actually really bad in the beginning of the year and then come December we started like coming together as a team and we we won we won like the west whatever the western conference as like a first year team in the NA we made it to nationals and we we lost in the semis to the St. Louis Bandits who like was coached by John Cooper who won back to back Stanley Cups with Tampa Bay and like Keith Kincaid was their goalie so like wow. we and like this was like our first and we were I think we were the first NA team we had two NHL draft picks and like seven division one commitments on like, a, like we were like a sick team and like, it was, legit. It was, yeah, we had, we had, we had like a legit NA team and like we lost in overtime to St. Louis and in, in, um, in nationals, like we were, but like, that was, that was the season where like I, I played forward in the beginning, like I signed as a forward played forward and then playoffs and nationals, we had like a demon get hurt and the coach was like, can anybody play defense? And like, I played defense growing up. So I was like, yeah, I'll play. So I switched. So playoffs and nationals, I switched back to defense and like led the league in points for defensemen and playoffs and nationals. And then I committed to Minnesota state as a defenseman. Like that was my, my first full season at defense was my freshman year of college. <laughs> wow. That, that's crazy. Like what was, what was it like going from like you're playing youth hockey to I'm, for playing defense and then you go into a junior game and you're playing defense and then you end up leading the league in scoring for defenseman. Like what, what was that transition? Like from going from forward one game to the defense, the next game. Yeah. They like, it, like I just, it wasn't that big of a deal. Like it's still not that big of a deal. Like now that I think like a lot of people are like, man, that would screw me up. But like, I didn't really like think of, I didn't overanalyze it and like defense, like, yeah, like, if you don't, like, screw up big time, like, defense is a pretty – and I'm pretty offensive when I play defense because I'm obviously a forward. But, like, it's a pretty – for me, it's just, like, an easy transition. Like, as long as you don't overthink it, like, you don't hold on to the puck too much, you play solid defense and, like, get the puck out of your zone, like, you're fine. Like, and you don't make huge mistakes. Like, it's, it was, it's a pretty normal thing for me, which like a lot of people find super strange. Cause like I'll switch mid game. Like I'll play shifts at forward and then shifts at D like, it doesn't bother me. Like I'll like, it makes me understand the team systems way more like where to be stuff like that. And like, as a forward, like I know where defensemen, if like you have a defenseman covering you, like I know as a defenseman, like where he doesn't want to go. Like I know where I don't want to go. And like, I know where he doesn't want me to go. So like, I'll, it, you can like exploit positions and it just makes you understand the game. Cause it's, it's a fast moving game and like everything changes super fast. So like, if you can get a little bit of an advantage, like it's huge. Yeah, absolutely. You're a, you're a forward playing defense and that that's where you your, your defensive tendencies with uh, going out and trying to score some goals, score, get some points. Yeah. And like not many, like not many forwards are really good at track. Like no forward likes the back check. So like if you're a defenseman, an offensive defenseman, like you can jump up in the rush and like no forward really wants to back check you all the way from like your goal line to like their top of the circles. Like it's the most miserable job to have to do. Like it's brutal. It's no one likes that. Yeah, absolutely. So then after your junior career came to an end, you go on your journey to play NCAA Division One hockey for Minnesota State University, Mankato. So like, <laughs> So you said that that was your first full year of playing defense and you committed there to play defense. Like, what was that freshman year like? And just did you have any expectations going in or were you just like, I'm just go with the flow and like whatever comes my way, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to just push it away and just just go for it. Yeah, I think um, I didn't really have any expectations. Like, honestly, like I was more like over the moon shell shocked because like I was planning on playing like club hockey at central like university of central oklahoma or like i think i was gonna like go to like university of arizona and like try to make their club team like two years before so like 
to go from thinking of playing club hockey to playing a division one like and then like when when I went there like we were in like the legit WCHA conference with like Minnesota Minnesota Duluth St. Cloud Wisconsin Denver North Dakota that was our conference like we were like a legit it was a legit conference so for me it was more like I was just like over the moon one to be there because like it's insane when you get there and like you have like full kit like you have everything like you get everything from the school like it's insane so and I've never like seen that before even in juniors like you don't get like everything you ask for like so like I was just I was more like over the moon and and and, like that was a real big learning curve like it's a big step to go from the NA to division one and like you're playing against so I was 20 yeah 20 and like you're playing against think about you're playing against 24 year old 25 year old seniors like they're grown men and you're yeah. kind of a kid still so like it was a learning curve I, I think I struggled my freshman year kind of is it, it was tough it was towards the end of the season and you don't play that much as a freshman too so like you know you you kind of get in every once in a while so it's like you know you, you got to learn and do the best you can and it's it's super frustrating because you don't play games so it's like how am I going to yeah. improve because like you got all you got older classmates that are going to play over you um so that was frustrating, but like, it wasn't towards the end of the season where like I started getting some playing time and I started like kind of, I wouldn't say coming into my own, but I was kind of like figuring it out a little bit where like, yeah. um, like just like getting points and like understanding how to be like good defensively and, and what they kind of wanted from me and just stuff like that. It was just like little things that like, once it clicks, it clicks and you kind of just, you know, understand what, what you need to do actually. Yeah, for sure. It's like, what was the what was the most challenging part about coming to play against these bigger guys and just stronger guys? Like, you have to find ways to do at least something to get noticed by your coach and just to to help try to help the team win and like make plays and not get not get crushed again against the wall or anything. It's like, what what do you have to do to help yourself develop further to help skate with these guys? Well, yeah, like for me, it was just like keep it simple, like like if you like play defense like get the puck move it quick get it out like try not to do too much because like um I don't know if you've ever seen like a college hockey game like it's guys running around full speed with cages and like everybody murders everybody because like there's no you can't like get a high sticking penalty or anything so like yeah you know it's like guys go on the four check like a million miles an hour and it's like terrifying now to think about it but it's like for me it was just keep it simple like get it out of the zone don't get scored on be good defensively and like just try and and not like you know get scored on and embarrassed like you're playing against like god like I remember when we played like Wisconsin my freshman year I think like five out of their six D-men are in the NHL now and it's like it's like it was stupid like they had like they had like step on they had like Blake Jeffrey it was just like we'd go there and we're like all right guys let's try not to get seven goals scored on yeah. us like they were just like that they were just better than us we're like all right guys like <laughs> like their d were like it was like McDonough was on their d like it was just like stupid like we're like all right like let's not get killed yeah and it's, like, it's like a run and gun kind of kind of league there because everyone's trying to throw hits like it gets like oh. well, there's- any hits fine in that league yeah. pretty much tons tons of hits everybody's skating a million miles an hour because like all you do in college is like skate work out and like go to class so you're all you're like everybody's like the strongest there ever been it's just like everybody murdering everybody it's like jesus it's good hockey but it's just like it's insanely fast <laughs> yeah absolutely so you played 20 you played 20 games your freshman year and then you got in 24 games your sophomore year so like what was that sophomore year like and just gain and gain the experience and gaining a little more confidence in your game and in yourself at the college level. Yeah, that was, um, it's just different. Cause like your freshman year, they're kind of like easing you in your sophomore, you get like a little bit more responsibility. So like we still, I think my sophomore year, we still had an older team with a lot of older guys. So like they're still going to play above you. So it's not until like, so it's kind of like, they kind of like, unless you're like a stud, like they kind of like ease you in so like my sophomore year was like the same thing pretty much where like I kind of knew what I needed to and it was kind of like mastering what I was successful at and just being more consistent like consistency was like the one thing I struggled in in college was like 
like I'd play like one really good game and then like one bad game. So it was like, it was just finding that in between where like, you know, like this is what I need to do to be successful. And then when I'm not having a good game, it was like, just find what I was good at to not have it be like one spectrum or the other. So yeah, that was probably, that was kind of sophomore year. I figured that out. And then junior year, I was a little bit better. And then senior year, we got a new coach where it was kind of like starting fresh again, where like you get a new coach and it's, like you're starting like your freshman year again like he'll find the guys that he likes and because he didn't bring any of the guys in so it's guys that are already there so it was kind of like senior year was more like back to freshman year where like he kind of he's got to like you're back to square one yeah for sure so then your junior year you played in 38 games which is the most you played mm -hmm. in your college career in a season and then you played 26 games your senior year so yeah. like what, what were those final two years like and just real and did you like realize that like the pro pro ranks was like right, right there and that you could potentially get a spot somewhere? Um, no, I still wasn't even thinking about that, to be honest. Like I played a lot my junior year. That's when I kind of had a better year. Like I figured it out. Um, like, I just remember like, I, that's when I was kind of like, all right, I can like actually maybe take hockey somewhere. And then senior year, we got a new coach. And like I said, it was like starting from scratch where like he's got to find out who he likes. And it was kind of like a battle all year. And like I kind of got really burnt out of hockey then where I was kind of I was just over hockey. Like I was like because I was like I'm a senior, like I was not really playing. I got kicked out of my last game for like kneeing somebody on Miami of Ohio. So I was like the coach, like the coach just didn't I, don't, I wouldn't say he didn't like. Yeah, I just don't think he liked me. So it was just like frustrating and like, like thinking about playing pros after that, like I was so burnt out. I was like, I'm going to give hockey one more shot. That, that was my thing was like, after I graduated, I was like, I'm going to give pros one shot. And if I don't like it, I'm done. Like, I'm just going to stop playing. And I, everybody I talked to, like I had friends that graduated before me and like they, they played in America, they played in like the East coast hockey league. And I asked them about it and they were like, man, I hate it. I hate it so much. Like, don't come. They're like, don't come to this league. So like, I literally like legit tried to find, I just decided I was like, I'm going to go to Europe and at least see a little bit of the world and just like experience a different culture and, and just at least enjoy, they try to enjoy hockey. And if I don't, then I'm just done. So that's how I signed in the, in the Dutch league. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So like go, throughout going through your four years of college, like what are some of the biggest takeaways you learned from the college game that you brought into the pro levels? Uh, I could, like the consistency that I told you, like that was the biggest thing to learn was like on your good game, you know, it should be really good, but like on your bad game, it shouldn't be, there shouldn't be a huge swing between like your very, very good games and your very, very bad games. Like there should be at least a medium, you know, level that you should be at where like, you know, like that's your standard. And if it's, you should always be above that standard and never below. That was probably the biggest, that and just work ethic, like going to the rink, you know, enjoying what you're doing, kind of learning new stuff on the ice, like getting out of your comfort zone. Like it's, the game's easy if you, if you can kind of master and, and learn different things, if you never get out of your comfort zone, then it's like, you're, you won't learn as much. And then games will be harder because you're experiencing things you've never experienced before. And it's in a game situation where it's way faster and way harder. Yeah, exactly. You just got to enjoy the process because the process is what gets you there. And like, you just got to yeah. enjoy every moment. Cause like, when you look back at it, like those are probably the best moments of your career is just how you got to where you are today. Yeah exactly so then after your senior year at minnesota state mankato you began your pro career overseas in the netherlands for hyc parentals probably mm -hmm. butchered that but what <laughs> so but like what was that first year of pro like for you and just finding a team in the netherlands while also like exploring like the europe europe game so that was probably my first year pro i i had an absolute blast like i it's my first time actually like living in Europe and like Belgium. If no one's ever been, it's like an unreal, beautiful country. Everybody speaks, well, they speak like Dutch or Flemish or, and, and they speak English, but like just being able to like, you know, actually make money playing the game was awesome. And, and the team was good. And the coach was, uh, he was an American. So like he spoke English and like me, me and him got along great. And 
just being able to to live in in Europe and kind of just get a different culture and and you know experience new foods and Belgium's known for like beer, chocolate, and waffles. So like to see new cities, like just stuff you've never seen before, travel around on like off days. Um, like it was awesome. Like I, the guys that I lived with on the team were great too. So like they were, I think they were all first or second year pro. So it was kind of like, we just experienced everything together where, you know, we'd all go as, as teammates and we'd all hang out. And it was just like, it was, it was probably, it was, it was just, like the most fun I've I've had and that that was the only reason why like that that kept me keep playing hockey where I was like this is something I enjoy it wasn't anything like college where like no one's telling you when you have to work out that's what burnt me out from from college was like you had like schedules all the time and like you never had a say in anything you did and pros was like you were on your own schedule like you just get it done on your own like that you're trusted like the coaches like you're professional like you do this on your own like if you want to work out before practice work out before practice if you want to work out after like just get it done like it was just nice to have a little bit of freedom where it wasn't so structured and and you know on off days or like optional days like you could take the option it wasn't like college where it's like it's optional but you should get on the ice yeah yeah, it wasn't like one of those where like it's optional but like if you're not here like we're going to we're going to like hold that against you and you won't play it next weekend. Like it was nothing like that. So like that was fun. And, and the season was awesome. Like I, once again, I played signed as a defenseman and then switched to forward middle of the season and then had success and just enjoyed, you know, hockey and, and having fun. And that, that was the biggest thing I went overseas for. And that was what I found when I, when I did it. Yeah. And who doesn't love going to an unfamiliar country and they also speak English a little bit. So yeah it's an even better circumstance yeah. that you don't have to learn like a whole different language out of nowhere mm-hmm. and like no one else is speaking english yeah so that was a huge plus i enjoyed that yeah. yeah absolutely so like what was it like going from the north american ice to the european ice like there's there must have been a pretty significant difference especially like in the especially it like wasn't... how the game how the game's played yeah it wasn't that big because we played on olympic ice in college so like i was used to that so we played on olympic ice which is fine and then it's just the the game's different it's more like puck possession you don't really dump like college you dump and chase and forecheck and stuff like that and like overseas it was more like puck possession you trap a lot more um yeah it wasn't as like heck there's not as much hitting like there's not it's not like college where guys are trying to murder each other but like it's just it's just just a different style of hockey but it's it's more i'd say it's like more skilled and more systems than kind of like college college was more like it was systems, but it was more like run and gun, chip the puck, go four track. It was more like pucks and bodies, and and here it's more skilled. Yeah, absolutely. So you scored sixteen goals that first season. So like, what was it like getting that first pro goal? And like, do you remember how it happened? Uh, yeah, I scored it. It was my first game, actually. I I remember exactly. It was probably I don't want to say it was like a touching moment, but like it was one of those where like it happens, and I was kind of more relieved. Like, all right, well monkey off the back yeah like monkey off my back I was like I got my first goal in my first game like let's get this season going and then yeah that's pretty much how it was I was just like from there on I was just rolling like it was it was kind of like pressure off it was just pressure you put on yourself where you're like got us like well how long is it going to be till I score and it was like first game and I was like let's go and the rest of that was like a breeze like everything came easier it was just not as much pressure on you and you know you just kind of go about every game and just enjoy it yeah absolutely so like throughout like that first pro season like did you uh, have a realization of like reality of pro hockey and like if if you did like what was that reality of pro hockey like and just learning from going from the college game to the pro game and how it's different (sighs) reality was yeah like I said it was kind of your your it's more like you pushing yourself rather than coaches pushing you like coaches like they'll push you but at the same time, like you're a professional, like you're getting paid to play this. Like if you're not going to push yourself, like they'll just fire you like college, they can't fire you. Like you're there for four years. So like, it's just more personal motivation. That was the biggest thing I found out. Like if like you need to kind of get on your ass every once in a while and be like, I need to do better. Like if you want to stay on this team and have a job, like you got to perform. And, and I think, some people thrive under pressure like that where you kind of put it on yourself like I need to perform or I'm going to get fired and some people crumble so 
for me, it was just, you know, the, the self-motivation was the one thing I took away from my first year. And after that, it was, it, it, you kind of set it, you set a tone and then you can, once you realize that tone, like you can pretty much, you know, stay there and you, you realize what you need to do to be successful. Yeah, for sure. It's a whole, whole different thing going from college to pro. Cause you're on your, you're by yourself at that point. You're a professional, like yeah. you said, like you have to, yeah. you have to treat everything like a, like a professional and you got to do everything you can to keep performing and yeah. keep, keep getting better day in and day out. Mm -hmm. So then, sure. so then the next two years you spend time in the elite ice hockey league for the Nottingham Panthers where you played in 52 games each season. So like, what was your experience in Nottingham? I know you said you really liked the coach there. So like that must have helped the experience a ton. So like, what was it like playing in Nottingham? Yeah. So Nottingham, like the coach, obviously I liked playing for him and like, he understood the way I played playing forward and D and he'd switch me out each position, which was great. And like, you know, I think that's when I kind of started stepping up my game um, and, and kind of mastering both forward and defense and being at least like a top six forward and a top four defenseman and, and being effective at both and, and being good on both sides of the puck and penalty killing and, and stuff like that. Like, that's where I think I evolved my game the most. And like, I wanted to come over to this league. Like I had my British passport, but I needed to play two years in the league to be able to play for the national team. So like, I wanted to get over to this league as fast as possible, play those two years. Um, and that's what I did. And like, I played the two years in Nottingham. Um, my first year we were all, we weren't great. My second year we won the challenge cup, which is like a tournament they have in the middle of the season. And then we won playoffs. So like, that was a good year. And then out of, out of that, like, that's when I was able to sign in Rockford in the AHL. Like that's how I got that opportunity. So like, if it wasn't for those two years in Nottingham like that, there's no way I would have ever, I don't think I, I don't think I ever would have thought I would have played in the AHL with like the resume that I had. And so like, if it wasn't for Nottingham, I don't think I ever would have got that. Yeah, for sure. So then you play those two years in Nottingham and you get to be on Great Britain's national team. So you were part of that, the world championship team there. So you played in five games. So like, what was it like playing on a world stage like that and repping Great Britain on your Jersey? It was, it was special, honestly. Like it was, um, it was something really cool, like to, like I've been, I've been over to the UK and stuff when I was younger, like with my dad and visiting family and my grandparents were born here. So, you know, it was something for me, like I'll, I'll never forget being able to put that jersey on and it's it, not many people get to play on a national team for, for a country and, and get that opportunity and, and, you know, to be a part of you know the national team for GB and like we've had like when I joined the team, like the team was you know, on the up before I was coming, they had a new coach and they were kind of revamping everything. And like the success the teams had since I was able to join is like, it's insane. Like they went, we went silver medal, my first tournament. And then we went gold medal. My second, I got injured. They went gold medal in that one. I think they were the first, they were the first national team to go back to back golds and stay up in like the top. So like we play in the top world championships. Like we play USA, we play Canada, we play, Finland, Russia, like we, like it's it's insane to think like Great Britain ice hockey's made that big of a leap in in such a short amount of time. Like, it's it's pretty crazy. Yeah, for sure. It's like, what was it like winning that gold medal? Um, it was cool. My parents were there. It was right after I left Rockford. It was in Belfast, so it was like home ice kind of for us. So, um, it it was honestly unreal. Like we we kind of. I don't want to say like, yeah, we pretty much tore up that tournament. Like we, we sh like, I think Japan was who we played and they came down from the group below and they were supposed to be the top team. And I think we beat them like three, nothing pretty, pretty good. Like we, every game, there was a couple close games, but yeah, like we, as a team, we absolutely like came together and it was just the coolest experience to be able to, to celebrate with those guys and, and sing the, the national anthem and, and just like, you know, they, 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 the whole team worked so hard to get that gold medal. It was, it was something cool. And then for them to do it again, the next year was insane to watch. Like it, I was so happy for them. Like they, they a hundred percent deserve it, but like, it's, it's crazy how big, like how many steps the team's taken in such a short amount of time. It's, it's crazy.
Yeah, that, that must have been an, an unreal experience. And, like, you probably still get the chills every time you think about it and just, like, <laughs> everything that you that you went through during that time and just uh, come up as a gold medal champion. Like, there's nothing better than that. Yeah, and, like, if you if you look back, like, at my resume and, what, like, what I came from, like, there there's – if you would have told me when I was 17, like, I was going to do that, there's not a chance I would have believed you. Like, I – the, like how I was and, and where I was and my level of play. And even in college, if you told me, I don't think I would have believed you. Like I would have been like, there's no way I'd ever be able to do that. So to just, to be able to do that and obviously have my parents there to, to watch it and come on the ice after and celebrate was something really cool. Yeah, that, that that's unreal. That's awesome. So then you get a chance in the American Hockey League with the Rockford Ice Hogs that same year. So mm -hmm. like, what was it like playing in your home state and you played in 41 games that season, getting nine points. And like you're you probably had family come pretty much every game. So like what was that? What was that like? It was fun. It was good. Some games it was frustrating because like you got to realize like the ice hogs are, you know, the affiliates of the Chicago Blackhawks. And like you get treated really well. Like the you're in Rockford, the arena's nice, like the locker room's nice. You get treated really well, but like I'm not a draft pick, like I'm not a prospect. So like so I was, the drafts and the prospects are gonna get yeah they're gonna get play the, over, get the nod over they're, you they're gonna get the nod over me so like I played fourth line pretty much the whole year and like I played D a little bit but like once again like in Europe I'm more valuable because you're only allowed so many imports on a team in North America if a D man gets hurt they just call somebody up like like here you can't do that like here you can't call like you have to like switch positions where like there like I wasn't I would want to say I was, I wasn't used, but it's like, I'm not a draft pick. I'm not a prospect. So like I was used and like, I'm thankful. Like I got that opportunity. Like it was great to play, but at the same time, I was kind of like, that's when I kind of solidified for me. Like I belong in, in, in Europe. Like that's my type of hockey. Like it's great to have it on your resume. And like, I learned a lot that year about, you know, like the game, how the game's played and, and, and what it takes to actually make it in the NHL. Like it's, it's not easy. Like, well, if it was easy, everybody could do it. But yeah, like to to be able to what you need to do to be successful and actually make it to the NHL is it's insane. Yeah, absolutely. So while you while your time was in Rockford, like there's a big rivalry between the Wolves and Rockford. <laughs> so like I've had Wolves on the podcast. And so like what is from an Ice Hogs player's perspective, like what is that rival rivalry like and just the intensity that the games are when well, you guys are playing each other? Yeah, there's a rivalry, and then you realize you're, like, an hour, hour and a half away from each other. So, like, you're in the same conference. You play each other freaking 15 12, times a year. 12, 15 times. Yeah, so, like, even if there's not a rivalry, by, like, game five, there's a rivalry because, like, you, you either hate somebody on the team or somebody did something. So, like, me and you talked about earlier, like, Bennington was there, and he, like, skated in front of our, like, tough guy and like they ended up getting in a fight and then it was like mayhem after that like you, it's just like stuff but like their tempers are gonna flare after 15 games and like you're an hour away from each other like you see each other all the time like you're gonna like you're gonna there's gonna be some rivalry there's gonna be fights there's gonna be something by game 15 you're just like you want to kill somebody <laughs> yeah so like what what was that game like because you guys you guys had the wolves like six two i think and then that whole melee started so like what what was it like it was, from the bench yeah it was it, like it, it's you kind of realize like the game's over it's six two but then like that stuff happens and it's just like yeah and you got guys doing that and you're just like all right well we're gonna have one of these games now we're like either we're fighting or like it's in like it's like one of those like cheap like hockey games it just sets the tone for the next game because it's like a playoff series so it's like it you don't really you don't really look too much into it but then like you got the goalie going after our tough guy and like our tough guy's ready to kill everybody i'm just like oh god and almost like, a goalie fight at center ice but yeah no, and like nothing happened yeah like the, I, it, it was i wish my i don't know if my friend mac Carruth was in that because like he would have went down there and tried to fight him like 100 percent, he would have went down there to fight him. I, so. I think i think joe hansen was in that then yeah if it was mac Carruth, mac Carruth would have been down at the other end going to fight him dead serious i know for a fact he would have like he's one of my best friends and like i i played juniors with him like he'd fight our coach like he'd fight guys like in practice like he'd I wish it was him. It would have been way more entertaining. Like a goalie fights that like that gets everybody going. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. That was that was one one 
great game to be one great game as like an intensity and like fighting like you don't really see yeah. that as much anymore now but like yeah at that at that game like i was at that game like that was that was a crazy game to be a part of yeah. especially for you guys like being actually on the ice like that yeah. must have been unreal yeah those games are fun good atmosphere at least like it's the fan the fans get involved so it's fun so yeah no one got absolutely. no one got yeah. Hurt, so. <laughs> yeah absolutely the rivalry games are the are the best games yeah. to play in for sure yeah, so throughout that, that year in the AHL, like what were some of the things that you learned throughout that season that helped you when you when you did go back overseas to Europe? Uh just the professionalism, like what like the difference, you know, like you can't really in in Rockford, like you couldn't really take days off. Like you you had to come to the rink and you had to give everything and like the coaches see that and like they if you take a day off, like somebody's gonna replace you. Like they have you know, affiliate, like the Rockford has affiliates, like guys get sent down from the NHL. Like you can, you're easily replaced in America. So like, if, if you don't have something, some kind of intangibles or something you bring to the team, like you and like a work ethic, like if you don't have that, like you're, and for me, it's even, it was even harder. Cause like, I wasn't a draft pick. I wasn't a prospect. So like for me to stick around for 41 games and like I played 41 games, but I was around most of the season I only played nine games in the east coast when I got sent down and that was for like conditioning stints like I'd go for like a game or two and then I'd come back like I, I pretty much stayed the whole year and like that was I think just because of my work ethic which stems back from when I played in the WSHL like you just don't want to get out work like it's kind of survival mode like you'll do whatever it takes and not a lot of guys do that like a lot of guys like the way i like my background, like I had to work for everything I got. And like a lot of kids nowadays are kind of handed or like their, their, their parents pay for them to be on AAA. Like they don't really earn anything. They're handed it. So like when you tell one of those kids, like you have to like outwork somebody or you have to compete, like there it's, it's uncharted territory for them. For me, it was like, no one's good. Like, I was like, no one's going to outwork me. Like I want to stay and like, I want to try to make it to the NHL. And I was like, I'm going to work my ass off and, you know, whatever happens, like happens, I'm going to go all in. And if I, you know, if it doesn't work out, I'll just go back to Europe. And that's kind of like, I learned a lot from that. And then at the end of the season, I didn't really have any other opportunities. So then I went back to Europe, like that was where, that's where I know I'm going to successful. I just came back with a different mindset. Yeah, absolutely. So like when you did get sent down to the East coast, uh, for the Indy, with Indy fuel, like that's a real like run and gun league. So like, what was, that what was the playing the coast like and playing in Indy? Um, Indy's a good spot. Like the teams run really well. Like they got a nice setup. Yeah, like you said, it's like run and gun. I think they only have like nine forwards, one extra, and like four five D. So like you play a ton, which was great for me because like I'd get sent down, and like the coach there, like he'd want to play me because like Rockford obviously sent me down to play. So like I'd play yeah. in every situation. So like you go from like playing in Rockford playing seven minutes a night on the fourth line to being like first line, you're playing like 25, 30 minutes. You're just like, like, I enjoyed it. Like I, I loved it down there. Like it was, it was good to get down there, get ice time, get some confidence and then go back up to Rockford and just kind of stick, like see if you can stay up there. And then I, I only played like, I don't even know, seven, seven or eight games or something. And I didn't play much in Indy. Like I'd go down, play one or two games and go back to Rockford because it's only three hour drive or something or four hour drive you just drive or fly there yeah absolutely so I'm guessing you didn't take it as like a down as like you got down yourself when you went to the ECHL because you knew you're gonna get an opportunity to play and you're just gonna go back right right back up to Rockford in a few games no like I didn't take it like that but I think like that was just the way like my attitude where like I'd get sent down and I'd kind of be pissed off where I was like well I'm gonna get back like for me it was like I'm gonna get back as fast as I can like I, this is not where I want to be so I kind of like kind of pissed me off a little bit and then like I'd get the call but like some guys they'd be like oh man this is a downgrade like I got sent down and then they never they're like so bummed they don't they don't like actually work down there. Like, and then they, they stick like, at that level. And then they stick at that level where it's like, it, it's all about attitude. And I think that's the biggest thing with kids. And if you want to be able to make it, like it's your attitude affects a lot more than you think. Like you got to go with a positive attitude and like, yeah, it sucks getting sent down. But like at the same time, like 
it's either you fold up shop and cry about it and then you're stuck in the east coast or you like do whatever you can to get back and like at least if you at least if you do everything you can you work your bag off and you don't make it you can say like I did everything I could and it just didn't work out like I think people are just so inclined to to pack it in and quit where it's like did you really give yourself you didn't really give yourself the best chance and like it's just a mindset thing where like you kind of got to say screw it like I'm gonna do whatever I can and if it doesn't work out then I know I I left everything on the table and I have no regrets in in doing what I did yeah absolutely no no regrets is a big one because if you're not if you get sent down like you got to push yourself to get to the next to get to back to where you were yeah but like a lot like you said a lot of people would just like mope around be like oh and not put put in the work because because they got sent down but that that also has a really bad effect on them because they're not gonna yeah. they're not gonna be able to move up at the end of the at the end of the day. Yeah, exactly. So then the next few seasons you go back to play overseas where you played for the Nottingham Panthers again, then went to mm-hmm. Denmark with the uh, Herning Blue Fox, then the Cardiff Devils, and then you also played for Great Britain the World Championships again. So like mm-hmm. what were those years like for you traveling around the world playing hockey and experiencing different places like you have your entire career? uh Nottingham like it was the normal same coach same teammates so like that was pretty much normal Denmark I tried it and I hated it so I left and went to Cardiff and then loved Cardiff like great organization the coach there was awesome the guys were awesome like um loved Cardiff and then played world championships in the top group that was against like the Canada USA um that was when I went, I ended up getting injured the last game against France. I tore my MCL ACL and like, but it was still awesome. Like we ended up beating France in overtime to stay up in the top group. Like it was celebration. Like, even though I had one bad knee, like throw the knee brace on and went out and celebrated with the boys. And yeah, it was, that was probably the most fun I had. The only thing that I, that sucked was when you got the news, like I had to get surgery and you're out nine months and you pretty much miss the entire next year because of the knee surgery. So. Yeah. So like, what was that, what was going through that surgery and like, or like that, that injury, like, and just having to like push through, push through everything and just try to get, get your game back to where it was. Yeah. It's, it's frustrating from, it was frustrating. Cause like, you know, it's the first couple months are like sitting and waiting and you're not really doing anything. You're letting it heal. And then the rehab, like you start that and like you lose so much muscle and it feels like your knee's not really attached to your body. So like getting used to that and it's like, it's just frustrating and it's, it's so hard. Like it's such hard work. It's a grind. Cause like, you know, every day, like you want to, like you're doing stuff that you should be, you were able to do so easily before. And like, you got to relearn, like you got to relearn kind of how to walk. You got to relearn how to do exercises. You got to relearn how to skate. And like skating didn't come like till like month seven, maybe six, seven. And like, I was out. Yeah. So like, you know, it's, it's just a grind, but like the, once again, it's like a mindset, like where I'd go every day. And like, as long as I improved, every day I took it as a positive where like, as long as I didn't have any setbacks, like injuries, which I never, luckily I didn't, you know, it was just a mindset thing. Like it sucks and it's shit what's going on, but like, you can't cry about it. No one's going to feel sorry for yourself. Like no one's going to feel sorry for you. Like you got to have a good attitude. So like, luckily I was in Cardiff. They kept me around the team. You know, I was able to go on road trips with the guys. I still, I, I felt like I was a part of the team, but I like, deep down I didn't really feel like I was a part of the team but it, it kept me sane to be around the guys be able to go to the rink every morning sit through video just like stuff like that where it was like I still felt part of the team but like I was still on my own thing but like yeah it's just a mindset like as long as you can always progress and never have setbacks that's kind of how I did it and then it was like everything kind of usually around like month I think it was like month four or five that's when things started picking up and I was like started doing like strengthening stuff and then it started coming back and then finally after like begging the the coach and stuff and the physio to get me on the ice they let me on the ice and then after that it was like it was kind of like is my game ever going to be back to where it was and luckily like came back and it did I didn't really feel like I messed a beat I ended up playing a I ended up playing the end of the season I played like a couple game like seven or eight games and I did good like I didn't really miss a beat or anything and I was like pumped and like we were gonna go into playoffs and then corona hit and then the season got canceled so like I just took that whole summer 
as like my season, like I never stopped. Like I did like my own home workouts. I did like, I bought rollerblades and I'd like go rollerblade around Downers Grove and stuff. Like I basically took that summer as like, I continued that whole summer. I'd like continued season workouts and everything. Like I never took anything off because I took pretty much the whole season off. Yeah, that, that's a that's a great mindset to have though, especially like because like we talked about earlier, like people are gonna get down on on themselves like when they get caught from a team and get like sent back a league, like and then like the injuries happen and you just gotta keep the positives in mind, even though there might not yeah. be a lot, but like just not having those setbacks that like recauses injury and then to all the little things like when you were in Cardiff, like the like being with the team still and just doing everything you can to stay sane during that during that whole injury yeah. process and just being able to at least be around the team and have a good support system yeah you just gotta i always joke around and say like you just gotta embrace the suck so you just gotta freaking get through it that's yeah that's all you gotta do yeah for for sure so then the uh, then this last season you played for uh for a team called gap and league magnus and ehc freeberg in the Dell two. So like, what was it like playing during the COVID 2021 season and all like the restrictions you guys probably had to face and like how important was the year for you to get games during, during this, like this COVID season? Yeah. And that's, that's why it sucked to be honest. So I signed in France and I, I remember like I told them like, I didn't play the year before. So like I wanted to play games. I signed in France. We kept getting like the league kept getting shut down because of COVID. So like it kept pausing and then I told the coach, I was like, the, the the Great Britain national team coach was in Germany in Freiburg. And he was like, we're playing regardless of Corona. Like we're going, like we're not stopping government shutdown. Like the league still goes. So I, I left. Cause I just, I told the coach, I was honest. I was like, I signed here to play hockey games. Like I needed, I need to play a full season. Like, it, and, and like, I came off that injury and I was like, man, if I don't play, a, if I don't play a season or games this year, like I'll probably never find a job anywhere else. So like, luckily I got to Germany, like they were practicing every day. They were playing games, just no fans, which sucks. Cause like, there's no atmosphere. Yeah. Um, and yeah, like in Germany, like it was, my day was normal, like go work out, practice, like we'd have games on the weekends. The only thing was like, you just don't have fans. You're not going to like lunch with the boys after practice. You're not doing anything because everything's closed. So you're just going to your apartment. But like, for me, it was, it was normal. Like it was, it was normal. And I needed that. Like, I, I think I needed to be able to play and, and, you know, strengthen my knee and actually get a good season under my belt and, and get the confidence back. Yeah, absolutely. So like, what was like the biggest like struggle that you faced during the season? Was it just, uh just like boredom yeah just being just being bored and not being able to do anything outside of just playing yeah like you'd go to the rink and like you can't go get lunch with the guys because everything's closed so like you you spend time with your teammates but it's not like normal where they're not the same out all the time yeah and like boredom sets in and like you only can watch so much netflix and you can only stream so many videos where it's like towards the end of the year like towards like playoffs I was like yeah I'm ready it was like June or, or May I was like yeah I'm ready to go home like I'm ready to get this season over with like get me home <laughs> yeah absolutely so uh, I have a few more questions for you before we wrap things up here so like do you have any tips for hockey players looking to get to that next level yeah it's just you know stick with it like I, I think you know you're gonna go there's gonna be ups and downs like in your career and I think you know I, I don't I wouldn't say ever give up. I think, you know, a lot of people are going to tell you like, you're not good enough. I wouldn't listen to like, I've had coaches tell me like, I'll never make it to where I'm at now. Like I would never, you know, you know, write yourself off and, and kind of, and give up on yourself. I think, you know, you got to keep a good attitude and, and do what you love. And if it's, and, you know, if it's something you're not enjoying anymore, then maybe that's not for you. But like, you know, if you, if you have the right heart and the right passion, just, just stick with what you're doing. Like, you know, it's, there's not a, there's not a cookie cutter, you know, career path in hockey. Like if you look at mine, like I have the weirdest career path ever in like leagues I've played. And like, I think, you know, kids think it's, you know, you play AAA, you, you play juniors, you get drafted, you go to college, you go to the pros. Like it's not, it is similar. It is like that, but like, there's, everybody takes different roads. Like there's different ways to make it. And like, you know, I just wouldn't get discouraged. And if like, like it's hard because like people's friends have that normal path they take and like if yours is a little different like who cares like 
at the end of the day, like you're, you're doing what you love to do. And if you can take hockey as far as you can and, and, and take opportunities like getting a scholarship and playing professionally and getting paid to do something that you love, basically playing a hobby, like who cares? Like just, just do what makes you happy. Yeah, absolutely. That's a great tip, especially like just got to do whatever you got to do whatever you want and just like continue the game as far yeah. as you want. And it's just like, you're no one path is the same. Every single path is going to be different, no matter yeah. who you are. And it's just like, you're, it's, you're a goalie. It's awesome you're a goalie. to see it. Yeah. You're a goalie. Like look at Scott Darling. Like you, you mm-hmm. would have thought that guy would have won a Stanley cup when he was playing. Like he, he was started playing out in the, in the SP. SP. Yeah. You would have thought that guy, like, everybody has different like and it, it doesn't matter like if you're gonna make like he, he probably never thought he was gonna make it ever and like he stuck with it and like yeah he's had not the best end of his like career path but like he's a stanley cup champion like yeah. no one can ever take that from him like no one he's he's got something that no one there's not many people that can or even playing an nhl game he's got that like not many people can say they played an nhl game like so like props to him like it's insane yeah absolutely it- that that's one that's one great path because you would not expect that to happen from going from the SB all the way up to the show and getting yeah. a Stanley Cup all in all in between there like that that's unreal yeah, yeah. so good yeah yeah absolutely so my next question for you is uh what's your favorite pump up song like you're trying to get a lift in a uh, little pump uh <laughs> like pre-game warm-ups like what what are you listening to um man I don't know I don't really have a pump up song like it depends like I'll just randomly hear something and get fired up and like yeah I like I, I'm also like kind of like a psychopath like I can work out like I don't know how people blows people's minds like I can work out with no music no headphones no music playing like I can just like go to a gym do whatever I need to do like work out hard without any music and people are like, that's crazy people are like that's insane man how do you do that I'm like yeah I don't know it's just like yeah. you just gotta get it. but like warm-ups like I love going to like away team rinks and because they always play different music and it just mm-hmm. fire sometimes it fires me up when they play good music like so like you'll hear like Travis Scott sickle mode somewhere and like and it's just like yes like this is get me going just just flip a switch on the radio and then the song that comes up like yeah. you're you're pumped to that yeah like i'm weird like i have like spotify like i don't have spotify premium like i'll just like shuffle shuffle playlists and like whatever comes comes like i'm a weird i'm kind of weird like that music doesn't really like do it for me i'll just put whatever on <laughs> yeah that, that, that's still awesome though but uh my final question for you is what's been like your favorite city you visited so far in your career oh god um i'm putting you on the spot now yeah like favorite i honestly like gath france was like to to live there was unreal like it's in the it's in the french alps like i'd go hiking we didn't really play hockey so like to keep myself busy i'd go hiking and like the there's mountains everywhere and like you're you're climbing like 2000 meter like mountains like overlook the city like it's like it's it was actually like probably the the most enjoyable time i've had in a country where like it was you just it was just exploring and like you'd hike and and see new places try new food like meet new people like that that in Belgium were probably I love the UK like I, I love the UK don't get me wrong but just to be able to climb a mountain that overlooks like gorgeous more French Alps like it's you don't see that especially in Downers Grove like Chicago you ain't yeah. climbing any you ain't climbing any mountains anywhere so yeah it was that was probably the most like breathtaking beautiful place I've been to, to be able to go there it was awesome yeah, that's unreal. B- bunch of sick views with those mountain views. Like, there's nothing yeah. better than when you get those mountains in the background. Just you get to no. get to just see them. Just unreal. Yeah. yeah, it was it was a great spot. Like it was it was probably the most like like beautiful like scene like scenery place I've ever been. Yeah, that's awesome. So uh, Evan, thank you so much for coming on the show. I really <laughs> appreciate your time. I want to wish you the Perfect. best of luck going forward with your with this season with your career. And I look forward to catching up sometime in uh, Donna's Grove when you come back. Sounds good, man. Can't wait. Yeah, we'll grab uh, we'll grab something to drink when uh, when I get back. And and good luck to you this year too, man.